welcome to Behind the Sofa. Hello and welcome to Behind the Sofa, uh, counting down the top 100 horror movies of all time. My name's Ollie. And I'm Kirsty. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, we actually went out the other day, which Whoa. just never happened, so... <laughs> I'm I'm still reeling from that amazingness. We usually stay in and uh, watch movies, so that was good. It, you're making it sound like we're total shut-ins. We kind of are, okay, so... Well, <laughs> um, well, I feel like this is going to be a fun episode because I'm still reeling from watching another movie. Yeah. We literally just, maybe half an hour ago, got in from watching uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, and... I've, and now I've we've g- given it the, the behind the sofa treatment and now we're going on to Brain Dead, Which we watched this morning before we watched that film. So we're dissecting a film after watching a different film, which will be interesting. So Imagine if Leonardo DiCaprio was in Brain Dead. I'd kind of love that. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, right. Tell us about Brain Dead, Kirsty. Okay, so this is number 91 on our list. Um, it's directed by Peter Jackson. Yes, Wait. that... The Peter Jackson? That Peter Jackson, yes. Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame. Um, and it came out in 1992. Now, it seems It seems like, doesn't it seem like it was, it came out way before that? Yeah, there were loads of people that were like, oh, it came out in the 80s. Because it does feel like 80s kind of shock of horror. I mean, it is early 90s, so it could be, you know, like pretty close. But um, I, I did want to add in like the, the amusing titles that it has had around the world or a few a short selection of those. Well, I'm sure people mostly know Brain Dead, but they might also know Dead Alive. Yeah, Dead Alive, because uh, that was in uh, North America, because there was another movie that was called uh, Brain Dead, like two words, and this is one word, and they thought it was too close, so they decided to make it Dead Alive, which... Trust me, no film is close to, still... t- close enough to Brain Dead in still order to, uh, to change the name. Yeah, still don't understand it, but um, did you know what it was called in Hungary? No. Dead and Good. Dead and Good? I don't yeah, know a, why. That is a dead bad name. Yeah. In Italy? No. Splatters? That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Doc, I got a wicked case of the splatters. No, wrong. <laughs> and in Spain, it's fantastic. I love this Ooh, one. Every every title suggestion that pops into my head, I have to run through a kind of like a... What's the word? Stereotypical. No, <laughs> I no, no, no. So I can't. I can't say them. But there no. you go. <laughs> Uh, well, this one is slight spoilers for anyone because this is going to be spoilers everywhere. So you you should have watched the film. So if you go to tinyurl.com slash watch brain dead, you can watch the trailer and you can watch the film and then you can come back here and listen. Okay. Yeah. But for in Spain, it was called Your Mother Ate My Dog. I like it. <laughs> it's, I like After that the, because because well, it, it's, it, it's it happens in the film. So. Well, not only that, but. Um, this movie's set in the 50s which mm-hmm. I'd completely forgotten about mm-hmm. and Your Mother Ate My Dog is you can so... see it across yeah, yeah. Like, a like a shocking poster with an hey, exclamation Mary, so point let's go watch Your Mother Ate My Dog the drive-in <laughs> oh gee whiz you know what I mean I can see it I can just see it all above a, um, on a billboard I can totally see it you just so sounded like Morty there so. Mort- oh, you sounded like Morty from Rick and Morty okay. that was good anyway so, um, the 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 movie sort of begins, like, you, you kind of see the origin of, of what has happened here. So, it's it's a zombie movie, but it's not really a... Well, it is. It's kind of an, an homage to zombies, but, like, just ramped up to the nth degree. Oh, yeah, Ridiculousness. For sure. 
Um, so it starts and and uh, it's on Skull Island. Skull Island, King Kong, yeah. Peter Jackson. 2005, he did King Kong. It was written in the stars. Yeah, and uh, they are uh, transporting a Sumatran rat monkey. That rat monkey is an ugly motherfucker. Yeah, he really is. It's like a perfect cool... Harryhausen stop motion animation. I was going to say, it's a real on. cool puppet. But um, in the uh, 2005 King Kong that Peter Jackson did, there is a crate on the ship that says Sumatran rat monkey beware of the bites so wow. they are well aware that there's like it's flipping around and stuff I Singaya. love that. I love it Singaya and it was filmed in this like beautiful place like really creepy looking but really beautiful and it's um called please excuse my um uh my pronunciation for any New Zealand listeners we have butcher away <laughs> it's uh the Patangirua Pinnacles which was the same as the Path of the Dead in Return of the King, which I think is where they go to like go and hunt out like all the the green ghosty guys who come and fight for them. Oh yeah, um, the Booger Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's the same place. So basically, he filmed there, and then he went back to film there for Return of the King. So there's lots of he's got he's got his favourite bits. Let's talk about Peter bits. Jackson. I love Peter Jackson. Okay, so you love Peter Jackson. I do. Now, Lord of the Rings was never my favourite. I've got to say. If You're anything, and now guy, get prepared to be pelted with fruits and vegetables. <laughs> I always kind of like The Hobbit more, which yeah. I know is like the least favourite opinion. Really? Yeah. I love if, The Hobbit too, though. But people hate The Hobbit, like oh, really hate it. And I sense. always just thought it was way more fun and I don't know. Yeah. I just liked it more. Um, but what about, let's, let's go back even further. What mm. about before Lord of the Rings? Did you see any of these movies? So, like, the original three. So, I'm talking Bad Taste, um, which is his first movie, and then Meet the Feebles, yeah. and then Brain Dead. I've only ever seen Brain Dead. I've not seen Meet the Feebles. I know the premise of. I know the vague premise of Meet the Feebles, and I know a little bit more about uh, Bad Taste, but I have only ever seen Brain Dead. So. I think I might have seen some of these movies before Lord of the Rings mm. which makes me pretty cool I think yeah. to agree um, but yeah I, I just remember seeing I think I saw Braindead first yeah and then I saw Bad Taste and then I saw Meet the Feebles Meet the Feebles I think gets the least love because mm. I think Peter Jackson gives it the least love I, I remember yeah. reading an interview where he was like it was a horrible disgusting little movie um and he kind of seemed to yeah, want to shy away from it. Yeah, I mean, he talks about, like, I've read a whole bunch of stuff, like, when we were reading up about Braindead, and he there's lots in this film that he loves. It's, it's like a real fan, zombie, zombie movie fan making a zombie movie and making it ridiculous. And he's got loads of favourite bits in this film. So I think this is one of the ones that he really loves. Well, I, rem- I read a thing with him recently saying that he was going to go back and they were remastering all of the old... Mm, going like, to go on 4K? 4K Brain yeah. Dead. 4K, <laughs> 4K Meet the Feebles. That, those, racist, uh, those racist caricature Vietnamese puppets are going to look so good in 4K. Um, <laughs> okay. So, back to Skull Island. We haven't quite left there yet. So, um, you see a bunch of uh, tribal guys that are attempting to stop the um, uh, like the, the zoologist from taking the rat monkey off. You haven't seen the rat monkey yet. He's in like a sort of bamboo cage. They're trying to escape. Uh, he accidentally gets bit by the monkey um, and uh, they all start freaking out they they like boot him off the truck and then they're like right he got bit on the hand okay we're going to chop off his hand and then he moves 
and they it come, uncovers another wound on his arm and they're like right we're gonna chop your arm off now and then as he's sort of flailing about his hat falls off and you see a scratch on his head and they're like oh my god so they just literally lop his head off and kill him so my favorite thing about that is the kind of uh, escalation of he's got a scratch on his hand so let's cut his hand off to which he also replies oh there's i think there's some detol in the truck which yeah. is i th- i love um you know i mean I, I i don't know if people from new zealand would probably agree with this um there's definitely like an english sensibility about the humor oh, i wonder if it's mm-hmm. because obviously you know what i mean they were part of the commonwealth yeah. and i guess they got piped over a bunch of english yeah. uh, like it's tv very, and radio yeah. like mean... the archers which we'll talk about later on <laughs> Um, but like there's definitely kind of like a Monty Python-esque yeah very much goons all those kind of very you know much. what I mean all those kinds of uh, like cultural mm-hmm. touchstones which I guess kind of we, we all have in common if, yeah. you, if you're it's, from it's anywhere way, in the Commonwealth yeah. it's way more like a British comedy like a British horror comedy than um, an American one oh, yeah. we seem to have done the majority of American ones so far and I think um, Simon Pegg said like this movie was like where he got not his inspiration but like his i don't know what you would call it like you know obviously the movie's kind of inspired by it with them being both zombie films but for Shaun of the dead he said like this was one that like he really he didn't he didn't do the the like the the homages and stuff like they did in spaced for different films and tv shows or they didn't do any specific ones in uh in Shaun of the dead but he said that this one like you know I really did because uh, uh, well getting further into the film there's kind of a romance at the heart of it mm-hmm. which is very similar to to Shaun of the Dead yep and lots zombie of, rom-com you know lots of things to do with parents and yeah. parents you know what I mean yeah. when do parents ever really take a make an appearance or have play any kind of role in a, in any zombie <laughs> films you can really think of so Shaun's mum is my favourite <laughs> yeah exactly um, but yeah I love that opening scene uh, I think it sets it perfectly um, I, I've just written down the name Richard Taylor, mm. who did the creature effects, ah. creature effects in the makeup, and yeah, they are good. Sorry, it's probably blown out everyone's earphones. Yeah, but sorry. Little, little quiet. Yay! There you go. Um, because the creature effects, and we're we're just going to be absolutely blowing these creature effects and and makeup effects to high heaven soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are amazing. But there'll there'll be more to come. But yep. wow, what an amazing job! Yep. Um, just the disgustingness of like three or four hacks to take the hand off <laughs> and then the one right at the shoulder yeah. and then just the the splatter oh, I just love it yeah, I just love so it so good. much and then and then we kind of go back to we go to Wellington so we know that that's where the monkey's going so he's going to he's going to New Zealand to go and be at the zoo and then uh, we get to meet um, Paquita who is like one of the main characters uh, she is you know like a love lovelorn uh latin lady works in the local store and she's pining after someone and then uh, you get to meet her awesome grandmother yeah, i was gonna say her grandmother's pretty awesome i want to be her <laughs> <laughs> she's like this amazing you know like draped in beads and silver rings and she reads tarot and she wears like a you know like a lace veil and she just looks like wizened old like spanish lady and she's so cool I, and, um, I feel like give it 60 years and a lace veil or two and it will I, think, be me. I think you'll be there it will be me that's my goal so she basically sees that Paquita is pining after this guy who comes in and uh, she reads her tarot cards and the tarot cards interestingly enough are actually based on Alistair Crowley's tarot deck nice which is pretty metal so beast yes um, 
And uh, she reads it and she tells her that there's, you know, these certain things that she needs to look for. Um, and uh, then we meet lovely Lionel. Lionel. Lovely Lionel. What can we now, say about Lionel? I'm going to put it to to the behind the sofa listeners. If anyone else can think of a movie, or if Kirsty can think of a movie, <laughs> where the main protagonist is called Lionel. Ooh. And I've, you I know cannot. what I mean? It's not a name you hear often no. enough. I think he. I think he's just. Uh, it's just meant to be like a real normal. You know, he's. It's not a hero name. It's no. Not, that's that's what I mean. He's like... not a hero, but he ends up being a hero, and he doesn't really like the fact that he has to be a hero, but he manages to to do what he wants. Have you got to the say. guy's name? Uh, yeah, Timothy Baum. Timothy Baum is a fucking excellent physical comedian. Yeah, like he's the moment like you see Kramer. him, the, yeah, he makes me think of Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah, there's definitely like the pratfalls, the way he like like backs in and into things and slides all over the place, yeah. and um, he's got so much good stuff in this movie. Um, and you know, he's a star, but he also takes the kind of uh, takes the biscuit in terms of like the performances yeah. it's you know so it may not have some of the the showiest and flashiest laughs of everything mm-hmm. but oh my god he just plays it so well yeah uh, i mean he he's been nails in, it. he's been in an absolute ton of stuff but not much outside of new zealand that i can see like was tv he in any, shows was he in more of peter jackson stuff i don't think so not no. like he's not like a, a, a goblin no not no. that i'm aware of not that i'm oh, aware of okay. i mean I, I can have a look through but yeah he's uh, as far as i'm aware he is not oh well okay but, um one thing I just want to say before we go on as well. Um, do you have any idea? I know you've got IMDb open. Mm. What was the budget for this movie? Uh, it was a few million. Does it, does it say at the top? Because no, no, well, no. While you, while it was you a few million, it, but, he, uh, but um, let me find... Well, just while you're looking it? for it. Because setting a movie in... Okay, so the level of... Um, uh, the level of the effects, you know what I mean? The, the, the things that they're trying to achieve with some of these effects... Mm is so crazy and impossible anyway. Yeah. So you know what I mean? In terms of budgetary restraints, it's mm. got to put a real, you know, it's putting the strain on the budget straight away with mm. all the effects and the extras and mm-hmm. everything. And then the fact that he decided to set it in the 50s. Yeah. Like, it cannot be cheap to try and, you know, you're doing it. you're doing the clothes yeah, and everything. a period piece zombie movie with basically, you know, a couple of million budget yeah. I'm just gonna. There's gonna be lots of spontaneous applauding yeah. throughout this whole podcast because everyone is just absolutely nailing it. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that it's deci- that he decided to set it in the 50s as well. It just gives it something. Just gives it that little off kilter. Yeah, it's like a shot. Like a like I said, it's like a monster, like a monster movie from the 50s, but just with like ridiculous amounts of gore. Yeah. Um, okay, so IMDb says it was um, three million, three million budget. That is crazy. But something that never, ever happens in, in movies. I mean, I don't know a huge amount about movies, but like um, something that apparently never happens is that they actually came in under budget, right? Wow. $45,000 under budget. And so they decided to plow that into the Lionel with the baby in the park scene. Oh, okay. Which is Peter Jackson's all-time favourite. Like, he loves that scene. He thinks it's <laughs> hilarious. We'll talk about it a bit later, but, like, it goes on and on and on, and it is hilarious. Yeah. And you can see that, like, they really took their time over doing it. They were just like, we've got the money. We might as well just, like, oh, make this well excellent. So, uh, more applause. Yeah, yeah. more applause. Um, okay, so, so we meet Lionel. Lionel meets um, uh, Paquita. Paquita. 
Um, and she starts seeing the signs that her grandmother told her about um, from reading the tarot, and she sort of realizes that it's him, but then she's sort of a bit like, it's him, but he's really goofy and weird, and he's nothing like this sporty guy that I've been like pining after or whatever, but she's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to believe in what's happening. Um, so she goes to Lionel's house, uh, and he's talking away to her, and then you hear you hear this, Lionel! And it's it and it's, made and it's, me and it's think of <laughs> it made me think of like Psycho. It's like the yeah. ha- even the house looks. I mean, you know, it's it's not yeah, it's obviously like not a match, it's but like it is very much like yeah, it's very much like the like the Bates house, and it just gives me that kind of. And he's really tall and skinny and goofy looking and everything, and he's really awkward like Norman Bates. And it just I I got that kind of vibe from yeah, it. I don't definitely. know if that's what they were going for, but. Um, so, but when we get to meet his mother, his mother <laughs> is fantastic. She's one thing, a jerk. Oh my god! One Massive thing I love jerk. about this movie, and to be fair, a lot of Peter Jackson's movies is the characters that he manages to get into them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I just think if you just think about this film in terms of who's in it, yeah. Okay, just think of the characters. So we've got, you know, we've got the leads. Fair enough, they're great. Mm-hmm. You've got the mother. Yeah. You've got the kung fu priest. Yeah. You've got, you've got Uncle Les. You've got Uncle Les, who's fucking <coughs> amazing in it. He reminds yeah. you of Donald Trump. Yeah. You've got um, the greaser guys in the graveyard. Yeah. You've got the mortician. Yep. Who and and the mortician's and, assistant. Yeah, and Peter Jackson, yep. uh, who, who's uh, the guy who gets his hand chopped off at the yeah. start as well. Just and, like so the under many... the Undertaker, yeah. like embalming, and um, they're just like and, Paquita's grandmother. They're all just like real characters. And the the the, um, the husband from the WLWL. As yeah, well. oh he's my fucking God. great. He's he like, good. I've not eaten that well since the army. Yeah, you know what good I mean? meal, good <laughs> meal. <laughs> like I said, everyone in it is just so on point. Like the actors are fantastic. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so many of them don't have like listings after this, so it's like they haven't really been in anything. I wonder else. if they're just part of that like local Wellington, New Zealand actor scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like probably theatre probably theatre actors and things like that yeah so they, and, but they you know what I mean? they're, they're all older as well so they've you know what i mean they they know how to be funny mm-hmm. they've been they've been doing they've probably been acting for years and years and yeah they've then you get those chops on display in a fucking great zombie movie it's yeah, awesome it's great um yeah so uh Paquita and lionel go on a date they decide to go to the zoo and because his like mother is like crazy overprotective of him and uh, doesn't really appreciate uh, you know like doesn't like anyone taking her her boy away, um, she follows them to the zoo, and uh, they they're hanging out. They go and see the monkeys, and uh, you know they're they're having a great old time. And then uh, his mother is watching them. Oh no, they actually see the monkey, don't they? So yeah, you've got see, like you've oh got my like God, the, the monkey. Whole... The monkey fucking decks another monkey, yeah. and then rips its arm off. Yeah, and it's, it's like a rat crossed with a monkey, crossed with Ray Harryhausen. If he did like horror, horror, yeah, it's yeah, and it's it's really dark. And so they sort of like run away uh, after having an encounter with a really creepy zookeeper. <laughs> yeah, he's, you think he's creepy? That zookeeper? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because he's just really creepy. He's weird. He's just I don't know. Of, I just thought he was totally negligent. He's just like dripping blood like, all over Vicky's yeah. shoes. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty gross. But yeah, so they move away, and then she's like Lionel's mother's trying to watch them from a distance, and she makes the mistake of leaning against the uh, rat monkey's cage, gets uh, quite a big old bite on her forearm, 
And um, that bite is gnarly. Yeah. When you see it like progress later on, yeah. I just it's love like any. Pulsing. I love any pulsing <sighs> bite effect. Any, so great. I was just like, oh, you can feel it just like throbbing, and uh, then like that the heat. I just the pink goo that exploded <laughs> out of it as well. Please tell me you have some facts about how they made that pink goo. I don't think I do, oh, but no. it's just I know that they used over like three hundred liters of blood throughout the entire film. Oh man, yeah, it's unbelievable how amount many of, of fake goo? blood. It's just goop. Um, but yeah, so they they all like run over. And um, at one point, like, there's all these people like, oh, my God, what's happening? Like, you know, she's screaming and shouting, like, I've bit my arm and everything. And then, um, like, one guy that's in the middle of it all, and he's sort of really shocked, and then he brings up his camera to take a picture, is actually Forrest J. Ackerman, who is, like, a sci-fi movie... He he's he's, say, he's dead now. Name. Yeah, he's dead now. Unfortunately, he died at like age ninety two. But like, he's been in a bunch of films, uh, loads of like real schlocky stuff. But like, he really knew his stuff when it came to like mm. uh, sci fi and horror. Like, I would recommend just like literally going. You could probably just go to his Wikipedia page and just read up about like how much of a really interesting guy he was. Um, and uh, yeah, so he was just in this like one little tiny scene of him, like literally a split second of him, like taking a photo. Um, What's the name of the mo- the actress who plays the mother? Uh, the actress who plays the mother is Vera. Yeah, Vera Vera Cosgrove. Excuse me, one second. But, well, while you find the name, I just want to say what an incredible job she does. Yeah. She only gets to be Vera for maybe ten minutes. <laughs> but those te- that ten minutes kind of sets the tone for the yeah, entire movie. I was movie. just like, she's a jerk. Yeah. Her. Like I said, um, she reminds me of um, what's the name? I know Hyacinth Bouquet, but what's the mm. actress's name? I can't even remember. Patricia something. Patricia Routledge. That's it. But she's... yeah, the um, the the actress the the actor's name is um, Elizabeth Moody. Wow. Um, good job. And uh, yeah, she's really good, but she's like totally gross. It's uh, yeah, she's just a horrible person. But I mean, we'll go into like what I think the whole thing kind of represented like a bit later on. Okay. I think we'll go in a bit of a discuss. But um, yeah, so she is she is fine. And then she's got the, uh, she's got some really important people coming around, or people who are important to her, you know, like to, uh, she's already said to Lionel, you know, that like the whole house has to be like absolutely scrubbed clean and it looks perfect, like from where we are, you know, like it's a beautiful house and it looks like it's been kept really well, but she's just like, oh, it's an absolute state, it looks awful, everything else. Um, and then, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's asleep and these people turn up and Lionel goes up to go and get her. And uh, she is in a really awful state. And that's where you get Ollie's lovely pulsing forearm. She looks like blop. me after a night out. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty yeah. rank. Um. <laughs> she, she like stumbles over to the mirror because there's still quite a bit of Vera there. She's not quite like zombified yet, but she's like, yeah, she's definitely on the turn. Yeah, so she's trying to put her face on. And she manages to tear the skin away from her face, and she just sits there like, oh. Oh dear! <laughs> the best thing about that scene is when he tries to glue her it's face like back on. It's like crazy gluing her face on. It's the, amazing. The glue is like peeling her face away even more, and it's all stretching. Yeah, it's so good. good. Like she comes down the stairs, and they're trying to have this polite dinner with these people, and then it swings round to her, and Lionel has obviously done her makeup because she's got like what we call like uh, like garage door, like the blue eyeshadow goes all the way up to the eyebrows. The eyebrows are like thick black. The lipstick is way brighter than we've seen her wear in previous occasions so we're just imagining that like Lionel sort of did his best for his mum why, why garage door because it's a big 
rectangle, like okay. a big square of colour. So it looks I like a garage you. door. There you go. Learning, learning, learning things. Learning terrible makeup terms. Um, yeah, and then we have like one of one of two excellent dining scenes in this movie. This is the first I've one. Never... The second one is great as well, but this one is great. I'm never gonna eat custard <laughs> ever again. <laughs> ever, ever again. It just just never eat a fruit <laughs> corner while you're while you're no. watching this movie. Please don't. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, he makes it gross enough. The actor who plays the uh, the husband yeah. from um, from the WLWL, mm-hmm. um, he plays it so well. He does the most disgusting, like lip smacking eating of this oh, real thick, shot, lumpy custard. It's as shot well. from underneath as well, so it just looks like he's this giant guy taking massive well, mouthfuls he's of got custard. Like a, like... He's got like a big old red beetroot face as mm-hmm. well. And he, you know what I mean? Like the collar looks about 10 sizes too small for him. So everything's like bulging and pulsing. And then he's just eating this disgusting custard. And then Huge. her fucking bile, pink goo just spurts out of her arm onto the custard. And he eats it. And I was just like, oh my God, I think I'm going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to retch. It's so, so gross. gross. And then, um, and then Vera's ear falls off into her own bowl of custard. And she just scoops it up with a spoon and eats it. And the noises. It's the noise of the pearl because it's got yeah. a pearl earring, so like, and you can hear like the pearl like clicking around at her teeth and her trying to chew it. Yeah. Oh my god! It's and so, so they're like great. running away, and it's absolutely gross. And then Paquita turns up, and she's just like, "You've been, ign- you know, like Lionel has obviously been looking after his mum and not really having time for anything else. So like, she's like, why haven't you called me? Like, what's happening?'" Um, and then you see her dog Fernando go running up the stairs. Big old German Shepherd goes running off up the stairs. And I'm immediately because we know that Vera's up there. I'm immediately like, not the dog. Not I'm the always, dog, you know, <laughs> you know by now. I'm always like, not the dog, not the dog. Um, and uh, yeah, then you hear this screaming and uh, and raging from upstairs. They go running upstairs, and Vera has eaten the dog. And we know that because he manages to pull out. Like, is it hair or is it a limb? Is it a it's tail? A ta- it's a is tail. It a tail. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the tail. and they literally, literally just like pulls it really slowly it's like the world's most so disgusting fucking magic trick it's like so pulling hankies gross. out of the mouth yeah, but so, way way more disgusting so gross um the, and the, then the thing is that there's a scene next where the nurse comes and she's you know what i mean she tries to look after lionel's mum and she's like lionel i'm afraid your mum's dead all of a sudden she shoots up and then just puts her fingers through the nurse's face <sighs> and starts like controlling her facial expressions yeah um, you missed out a bit what's though. That? What's that? The archers. Oh, but that's that's when they're fighting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so he's that's having when the nurse is fighting him. He's having a battle, I think, with his with his mum. Old Lionel is is fighting away, and he's uh, as he's he gets like knocked backwards, and he sort of hits the radio dial with his foot and turns on the archers, and you can just hear this, you know, like the cheerful archers music going on in the background. Did it? Did it? No, 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 that's how it goes, right? Very good. That was very good. Per- pitch perfect rendition. Gorgeous. Um, I was in, I was in a band, you know. And all the stuff that is going on in the background in the battle is matching up with what's being said on the uh, on the radio, and it's all you know, like they they like really hype up the very English, you know, like the accents and stuff in it. It's just hilarious, and it works. The perfectly. best thing about this scene is uh, is the nurse turns and Lionel basically dispatches her by throwing you know those like those great like ceramic flying ducks that you have hanging on the wall he just uses one as basically a ninja star and just smashes her straight in the head and that's it 
and this is around about the time in the movie where I was like, Peter Jackson is a genius. Um, <laughs> he's so creative, it's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's a real special skill for filmmakers who can turn like everyday objects and make them, you know, and turn them into something crazy. Mm-hmm. I think people like Jackie Chan do it amazingly as well. Like the way you can construct a fight scene with, you know, a ladder or a traffic yeah. cone. This is just as good. You know what I mean? This is art, in in my opinion. I yeah. think it's so cleverly done. Definitely. Um, I mean, there was a bit with uh, with Lionel in this scene where he's fighting with he's fighting the you know like the reanimated corpses of his mother and the nurse off, and um, Paquita's upstairs packing a bag for for his mother because she still thinks they're going off to the hospital, and she comes out and she's like, "Which one is you know like he's in another room? She can't see him." And she's like, which one is your mother's toothbrush? Is like the white one or the green one? He's literally got his mother's hands around his throat. And he's just like, he's still polite. Yep. That's what needs to be done. <laughs> and so he answers a question. He's like, the green one. But, you know, anyone else would be like, come and help me. But he's just like, no, everything's fine. And it just made me chuckle a lot. But, um, yeah, then we, we, you've got the whole, like... Um, dark forces are amassing and death surrounds yeah, so tarot, him coming from the Peguita's. tarot cards are starting to play uh, more yeah. of a role now I love it and um yeah so Lionel goes to see Paquita um a few days later she still thinks his mother's in the hospital and he's like trying to work out how to handle this because he's now got not one but two uh reanimated corpses uh in his house and he's trying to work out how to deal with all of that so he hasn't really got time for like dating and stuff and he goes off there and then all you see is Vera lurching in her best pretty fast zombie movements um, across the street guess <laughs> I should not laugh at an elderly woman being hit by a tram you and should, being flung <laughs> like you know like a good a good few feet and it just made me laugh and I it's the fact that she it's, it. the, it's the way she slides like she slides <laughs> in a perfectly straight line <laughs> As if to like right into frame, stops dead, yep. and she's got the clothes sign from the shop around her neck as well because she busts through the shop window. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so I mean, now everybody thinks that she is actually dead because you know. So Lionel's kind of using that as an excuse, and he goes off to some Latvian scientist. And yeah, <laughs> Latvian is definitely an inverted commas. I feel like uh, he's uh, he's the stereotypical like Nazi war criminal doctor. With the you know the Creepy crazy experiments. eye apparatus, like think of um, what's the guy from Nightmare Before Christmas? Oh yeah, yeah, Doctor Finkelstein. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he's he he looks and kind of sounds exactly like mm. that. And then as he turns around, he gets his arm caught on the hook, and it fucking reveals his swastika armband that he's got underneath. <laughs> um, like so, I said, just so many like little great cameo appearances. Yeah, just loads of little sight gags yeah. and stuff. They're brilliant. Um, yeah, so so Lionel is just like you know quite content to let everyone believe that his mother is now dead so that he can bury her so he gets this huge bottle of tranquilizer sedative stuff from the from the quote-unquote latvian scientist and um just uses it to like uh sedate his mother so that everyone thinks that she's dead he can bury her and you know that's that's the problem solved from his point of view um doesn't really go all that well um is is this our first incident of eye violence on behind the sofa I think so we yeah. should we need a klaxon of some sort I'm not, I'm a, not a fan of eye violence we need a jingle like the eye violence jingle not a fan eye violence was one of the names that we originally floated for the name of the podcast like <laughs> eye 
like you know like iPod, like iPad, iTunes, yeah. and then i violence. Uh, I loved it. Kirsty shot it down. Yeah, but then like I said, came out I think, behind the sofa, so sorry. Swings, sorry about swings that. and roundabouts. Like I said, I feel like uh, Kirsty's dis- disdain for eye violence kind yeah, of. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan. No, I don't of, want it, it to become. Of, I think about I, that. I prefer by the sofa anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying that uh, that, yeah. w- that could have been the name. Yeah, so we basically now get to meet like the rest of Lionel's family, but it's mostly just his uh, boorish. You know, he's like, like a teddy boy, right? Yeah, well, that, it's, it's 50s, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but so... He's, so he's like some big fat old dude who, like I said, I'm not getting political on here. He looks like Donald Trump. Let's yeah. just put it like that. He's got with the... the hair and everything. Yeah. But and he's got like the kind of uh, that like great like really loud plaid jacket, mm-hmm. and he's got the kind of like Teddy Boy kind of like pom- pompadour. Yeah, yeah, pompadour. Yeah, yeah, but it's obviously a really bad hairpiece. But yeah, so he's decided to show up. That's like Vera's uh, brother, and he's decided to show up just basically sniffing around, like uh, sniffing around for some old inheritance, yeah, a bit, a bit of inheritance money. Um, and uh, and then and then you get the first instance of the priest, who is amazing, and uh, yeah, he's just like. <laughs> It's now just, he I know is in so a bunch good. of other Peter Jackson ah. movies, right? Because I know he does a voice in Meet the Feebles. His name is Stuart Deveni. Deveni. Mm-hmm. He's in uh, Meet the Feebles and the Frighteners as well. Does it say who he plays in Meet the Feebles? Meet the Feebles. He is Sebastian. Sebastian. Is it the rabbit? I'm not sure. I can't remember. It's been so I many years since know. I've seen it. I don't know these things. Um, but yeah, he is so good. I mean, you get to see him a little bit more later on, but um, then. The uh, yeah the the um, funeral director the uh, the embalming guy goes running off panicking and then you've just got <laughs> the, he's, so, he's, so, he's talking both... to the priest and then he's like he then remembers that he's left her on the embalming table and he runs away like yeah. oh my god I should, I, have both, the, I should have turned I should have turned the machine off hours ago we've literally both written the same thing we're like cranial blowout. blowout it's just it's, so gross it, of all the scenes in the movie <laughs> I, every time I'm like oh that's the grossest scene that's the grossest scene. The fact that Peter Jackson's kind of assistant undertaker eats his sandwich that is covered in green, green goo. goo. <laughs> oh my god, it just makes me... Anything food-wise, I'm like, oh my god, I just want to puke while I watch this. It's this is so gross. So good. And I love and it. like her eyes bulge out and then he just literally <laughs> he just goes like... like pops them back in. Like taps them back into her face. Um... And then you've got like the priest is giving this wonderful sermon about you know the love the everlasting love of a mother and all of this while Lionel's like fighting her off in the back she's got like green goo all over her nighty from the embalming fluid and stuff and it gave me like Reagan from the Exorcist kind of oh yeah it's it's probably even chunkier than Reagan from the Exorcist though yeah and then they were like she will live forevermore um little, and little just do as, they know. yeah just as she like bursts through and then uh you know she's now been like sedated and so it just looks like Lionel's gone nuts and he like can't let his mother's body go which is just so bizarre um so then she gets buried right so then does, they, they bury does. her but obviously Lionel knows that any minute now she's going to wake up from the sensitive that she's been given and yeah. then cause havoc so he basically goes to to un- unbury dig her up yeah unbury go and do something to her I'm not sure what what it would be like. oh he's gonna, he's gonna well I imagine he's gonna just take her back to the house and lock her in the basement that's pretty gross um, you, but, can, you can hear Peanut at the yeah. moment Peanut's drinking water and she's honking up she's doing some good brain dead she's retching a little sound effects <laughs> it's basically the noises Ollie was making while watching the embalming yeah, scene exactly so it's totally accurate but um, yeah so I mean he's now 
um you know you have this insane fight scene in the you know like with a bunch of like greaser dudes like apparently that's a thing like it, it you know like i think someone put you know like it's like a um classic greaser new zealand actually had like quite a scene for it as oh, well really? so yeah um and you just have this huge fight the um the priest uh turns up to help out and gives out the best line delivers probably the best line of the whole movie which yeah. is I kick ass for the Lord. Which, uh, when, when I saw the trailer for this, I hadn't seen this movie in over 10 years. I was like, oh my God, I remember that line. Yeah. As soon as he appeared on screen, I was like, I'd completely forgotten this guy even existed. Yeah. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. But um, yeah, so I mean, that doesn't end well for um, one of the one of the greasers. <laughs> one of the greasers gets, he gets, uh, like I said, goes back to Monty Python. Isn't it, <laughs> didn't that scene just remind you of uh, the Black Knight? Yes. Uh, where he's like he loses a leg then another leg then an arm then another arm then his head and yeah. then his torso yeah. all just get kicked out yes, by the like fucking priest gets it's so good off. it's so good but um, yeah so basically the priest and one of the greasers gets bitten so Lionel poor old Lionel is now stuck with the greaser guy the priest the nurse and his mother in the house and trying to work out what to do um, and then you come on to the second dining scene <laughs> Yeah, there's some real gross stuff going on in this one as well. But the main takeaway is that watching two zombies hump is really, really disturbing. It's totally disturbing. But um, in that, you've got uh, Void, who is the the guy, uh, the like greaser rockabilly guy. His name's Void, and he manages to stick a spoon in his mouth, but sticks it in too far, and it pops out the back of his head, which I love so the, much. The bit that gets me even more is then that Lionel's mother grabs the food off the spoon, poking through the back it. of his head, and eats it. Yeah, and it's really gross. So, zombie sex produces zombie baby. So yeah. zombies keep it wrapped out there. Yeah. So no zombie babies. Yeah. <laughs> so Lionel names the baby Selwyn. And he he's does? just yeah, Selwyn the baby. Well, I don't remember that. Yeah, Selwyn. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't go like I shall name you Selwyn. Yeah, yeah. But the baby, the baby's name is Selwyn. No one else is. In, no one else in, who knows about the baby is capable of naming it. So I'm yes, guessing that he is just true. Did it. Um, and he is just so set. I mean, this is a bit we'll discuss a bit later. But he's so set into like society's ways and the things that the way that things should be that he takes the baby to the park in a pram. And he's seeing other people with their babies in their pram and they're, you know, playing with toys and, you know, like speaking to them, rocking the pram back and forth. So he's trying to do it all as well because that's what you do, apparently. But then it <laughs> cuts to a like a camera, of, obviously, from like the baby's eye view inside the pram. It's got the hood up and then he's got like a barbed wire mesh between the baby and the outside world. And it just made me chuckle quite a lot. But like I said, that was the this was the scene that they chucked another like 45 grand into and it's great it's so funny it's so now, creepy and gross okay and so i'm gonna violent. say this i love it and mm. i love that it's there mm-hmm. it serves no purpose no. If anything is kind of doesn't make any sense with the rest like, of the movie it's like he doesn't take any of the rest of the fucking zombies out for like oh here's a you know we're gonna go on a walk or anything like that it's just because they were like oh we've got 45 grand left let's uh yeah. let's let's play around i love let's that i'm fine with that like I'm I said, absolutely it, fine. With I that. love it and it's hilarious. Does it serve any purpose? No. No, it does not. But it's totally there. Um and then uh we we actually start heading into the final scene, which is a big old long 
scene, but how long so, does this scene last for? I don't know, but it's just it, it feels like yeah. over. It feels like the end of Avengers Endgame, where yeah. it's just like, <laughs> geez, how long has this been going on for? It feels like about ten minutes. When you look down at the clock, it's actually been like forty-five minutes. But not in a yeah, absolutely not in a you know like oh god, this is just going on and on. No, and no, on like I said, it feels like so it, much happening. It feels like it lasts like ten minutes, yeah. but it, like the time absolutely zipped by. Yeah, it's like, so it, funny. This movie is like an hour and forty. 45 minutes yeah I felt like it had been on for like 10 minutes and I was like oh wait we're already at the end yeah it's so good so basically uh, Uncle Les uh, who we spoke about earlier Lionel's uncle um, basically turns up and discovers the bodies after they've been sedated so it looks like they're you know like they're they're not actually zombies and obviously he has no idea that zombies exist um and he's yeah they've been sedated so it just looks like Lionel and they're all sitting in on like sofas and armchairs down in the basement so it looks like he's just having a little party with a bunch of bodies. well it looks like a scene from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre it's very true it, you know what I mean like they're all upstairs like the granddad's kind of like in the fucking chained in the chair yeah it's, it's pretty grim yeah so I mean he um yeah so so they decide to have a party or Les decides to have a party because basically he says to Lionel um I'm gonna have to call the police about this uh and then he's like unless you give me a bit of that inheritance and you know I'll uh I'll I'll kind of forget the whole thing so he's basically blackmailing him um because he thinks that Lionel's killed all these people and has kept the bodies um so Lionel is basically like um take the money and the house because like he has no idea what to do now so he's just like I don't even want any of it I just want out of all of this I want away from all of this stuff um, and so Les turns up with like a ton of his friends, puts the music on, and they all start having a big old party. Party um, time. Yeah. And uh, so Paquita and Lionel go back down to the basement, and there's a big old bottle of poison on the on the shelf. And so Paquita's just like, that is not your mother anymore. Like, you know, it's the perfect line that we hear in a lot of zombie movies. You know, people try and hang on to them after they've turned. Well, there you go. Isn't that a, that's a line straight yeah, from Shaun of the Yeah, it's not your mum. Yeah, it's that's not, not your, your mum. It's not your mum. So, uh, yeah, so he decides to poison her. It poisons her in the same way that he's been, like, sedating her, which is by shoving a syringe up her nostril, which is nice. Straight into the brain. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he poisons her. Um, and then he, a little bit later, discovers that despite the fact that it says poison on one side, because I guess it's poisonous to humans, um, the other side says that it's an animal stimulant. And because of the bite coming from the rat monkey, we're assuming that it affects the animal side of them and they all become super hyped up and uh, start joining in with the party. So they t- it basically turns into re- for the four original from like regular zombies into like incredible Hulk zombies. Yep. And uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> there's, there's certain parts. I mean, I, I can only go through some of the deaths so, that like, you see in this let, is I'm insane. gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through <coughs> I'm gonna go through some of the just the ones favorites. that grabbed you yeah okay degloving a man's head yeah that's disgusting pulling yeah <laughs> they, pulling, <laughs> pulling the skin off of someone's skull yep that's yep. amazing yep. um a guy who tries to crawl through a dumbwaiter or like a hatch in a wall and then his all of the flesh from the bottom half <laughs> his bottom half gets ripped off so he's literally human on the top skeleton down below but like bloody skeleton and he's still wearing his boots as well which yeah. makes it even more hilarious uh, um, some 
one zombie punches through a woman's mouth. Yep, so and she's... then and then strangles someone else with the hand as it's through the other person's mouth. Yeah. Um. Someone gets his entire rib cage removed. A they like cage... scrabble. They like scrabble through his chest and then just gr- like hook their fingers through the rib cage and pull it out. That's the first thing. That's the first death. Yeah. In the finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A man literally just has his rib yep. cage removed. Yep. You got the uh, you got like the classic biting of the neck, but it's biting of the neck and like really pulling the the flesh away so it's like elasticy kind yeah, of it's grossness. like real rubbery um and then you've got like everybody trying starting to fight back so you've got like a few people who haven't been turned yet you've got uncle les who takes a lot of nut shots i've noticed like it seems it to be a, a running big, joke big fat old guy you hit the yeah. nuts a bunch and uh yeah paquita at some point um actually manages to take a pair of nail scissors and cut someone's hand off like and the hand is still alive afterwards so it's like harking to like evil dead kind of yeah, now, there's a lot of here's, dead, I here's, uh, Well, yeah, yeah, I think I was going to come on to that later on. Yeah, yeah. My two favourite bits in this whole thing... Two of my favourite bits <laughs> in this whole thing. One is uh, quite close to the beginning, there is a scene where Lionel basically tries to run away from a horde of zombies in the hallway. So there's this big, like, tiled <laughs> hallway, um, like an entranceway. And as he tries to run away, he basically does the old classic, like, Scooby-Doo, where, like, his legs... Running on the spot. He's running on the spot, but he's not moving anywhere. And it's just because of the blood. So, you know I mean? There's so much, like, what did you say? 300 litres of blood. 300 litres of blood. But the best bit about that bit is, like, he realises that he's not getting anywhere and the zombies are moving in closer. And he starts using disembodied heads as stepping stones, like... (laughs) Um, And it's it's amazing. One other part that I absolutely love... Is it going to be the same thing? Let's see. Um, maybe. My favourite effect in the whole movie is the heart and lungs monster. Ooh, I do like that. The heart and lungs monster is so clever yeah. and so funny. Basically, they managed to find like a little sphincter muscle that kind of looks like a mouth yep. and, and a pair of eyes. And, and it gives the lungs this, are the hands, The lungs they? are the hands. Yeah. Including a, a scene that I noticed later on where he's about to get uh, basically put into a into a lawnmower uh, <laughs> and he uses his lungs to pray for mercy so he's like please don't kill me but it's like this is a fucking set of lungs and intestines and a heart yeah. that have been anthropomorphized i got uh, i got i got a couple of others that i really really yeah. like though okay so uh gnome in a neck stump gnome in the neck stump is very garden, good garden gnome like someone's had their head chopped off but the zombie body is still moving so they literally for whatever reason it's the only thing they can grab put their hand on literally grab like a ceramic garden gnome and just jam it in the stump and it's ridiculous there's also glowy light bulb head glowy light bulb head glowy light bulb head was great so like this uh zombie lady gets uh impaled on a on a light bulb in the wall and uh it's lighting up like from her eyes and her mouth and everything and her entire head is glowing and it looks creepy as hell and then uh baby in a blender but not really in the blender because it doesn't end up going anywhere it jumps back out and paquita punches it through a window yeah which is so ridiculous but in amongst all this there's still time for lionel to have a uh uh, heartfelt revelation about his mother mm. uh, basically he, he discovers her secret up in the loft which is that she killed uh, her husband his father because she he was having an affair with some woman um, and even in amongst like the moment of quiet in the loft where you know what I mean he's having the realisation that maybe his mother was not so perfect that actually she was controlling murderous woman mm. they still managed to fit a big wiener joke in there <laughs> 
because they basically uncover these great Polaroids that, she, that, uh, that they have of, of the dad and the, this woman having an affair. You know what I mean? They're like smooching, having a, having nice a picnic. picnic. But then there's one shot where Lionel's dad is just holding a giant bratwurst. It's got to be like over a foot long, just in this woman's face. And she's just got like a massive mouth for it. It made me laugh so hard. Yeah, it was really good. Um, but then yeah. there's also another scene of quiet that I love with um, with Lionel. So basically Lionel has uh, he falls out of the loft he's being chased by the uh, the heart and lungs monster he... hanging upside down by his ankle at the time yeah and he gets pushed out the window he returns with the lawnmower <laughs> and there's this is the finale of the finale um, he, he gives like three good runs through the horde of zombies holding a lawnmower out in front of him and if you thought there was blood and gore before like Jeez. this is this is to me is why this movie's so good it's, it's so, so ingenious but it's just so ingenious as yeah. well it's so cleverly done like yeah. I said if these guys have like bought like splatter and made it into an absolute art form yeah. any way that they can jam an extra joke in mm-hmm. or an extra bit of gore or you know <laughs> make use of some mundane object like a garden gnome or a rake yeah. or any it's of the it's just so creative yeah it's uh, unbelievable and, but there's this moment after Lionel's killed basically all the zombies I think all the zombies are dead at this point except one mm. and he just has this moment the, the lawnmower shuts off and then he's just standing in this kind of paved hallway and there, and it's only then that you really get to see the total carnage in this house and you think it's just oh limbs my God. yeah limbs, limbs and, heads. and buckets of blood and it's not even just blood because the blood's mixed in with like chummed up meat as well so it's all like Pink this goo and yeah, yeah oh my god it's, it's, it's fucking so, amazing it's so gross i i've only just remembered like there's one bit i don't know why they just they obviously decided it was hilarious and they decided to keep sort of going back to it there's a guy who's had like sort of from like he's basically had like from his um, he's the guy who gets the gnome stuck in his head so, but he? He, but so, that, so that's so he gets the top half of his head gets chopped off by so Les, from like I think. his mouth from his mouth up is is detached from the rest of his body and it's on the floor and it's sliding on the floor. around and it Everyone's keeps getting kicking kick, it. it keeps getting kicked around like a hockey puck and it, it, they just kept on sort of hopping back to it every so often it never actually added anything to it it was just it wasn't part of the story it wasn't you know like a plot point to get onto something else it was just literally like they they obviously thought it was hilarious that it was just skidding around like on the you know staying upright and just zooming around on the floor and it just kept making me chuckle every time i saw it so i think at this point is when he meets the evil, mother. Well, I was. This is when the Evil Dead influence is uh, at its most explicit. He looks so much like Ash because he's I, just covered in gore. But also, well, that and also, I don't want to give away because I'm. I know people who are watching along with mm. uh, with us and maybe have not seen some of the movies on there. Yeah, but Evil Dead's number twenty eight on our list. By yeah, the way. but the finale of Evil Dead and the finale of Brain Dead uh, have a lot in common, mm. um, especially when it comes to the kind of showdown with Lionel's mother. Yeah. Um, I mean, giant crazy creature effect. <laughs> she jumps. So I guess I guess the reason she becomes the most fucked up is because she's the one. She's, that, she's the, the original. Only, she's she's like the original one. That, yeah, she's the only one of them that's actually been bitten by the monkey. Mm. Is mm-hmm. that is that how you viewed it? I think so. Yeah. yeah, she's the she's like like you said, patient zero. She's the one who actually had the bite, um, and she was the one that I think he like 
probably injected with like the most of the poison slash animal stimulant when he thought it was poison um, to make sure that like her death was quick, I guess, yeah. or whatever. The rest of them, he was probably just like, mm, 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 you know, you're dead. But yeah, she's she's like this huge, grotesque, like you know, completely naked as well. Her face is like half. She looks like the rat monkey, doesn't she? More than a human. Her She's face, got like the elongated skull underneath skull. almost kind of looks like a weird like horse skull or something. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it's real it's weird. Really gross. So she's chasing Lionel and Paquita through the house. They get up onto the roof. He has this whole you know like showdown with her about um, the uh, the stuff he found in the attic, and it's like him saying, uh, and he actually says like, "I'm not afraid of you," which throughout the entire film, like when she was his mother it was quite obvious that like he did everything that she said because it was easier that way it was just anything for a quiet life um and so he just finally encountered her like he should have done when she was alive and basically said like i'm not afraid of you anymore like and uh yeah then uh, she she uh opens up her stomach like there's some freudian from the, stuff going from on the, here from the top from literally like vertically through her body opens it up there's just like goo stretching everywhere he slides down the roof and into her stomach and then she closes uh, her stomach closes up around him and we're just like oh my god lionel like what's happening um now earlier on in the film uh Piquita's grandmother gives him this amazing like star cross moon pendant thing uh, and says this will protect you because she's like death surrounding you like you know this will protect you from the from the bad guys or whatever we don't know in any way like you know it doesn't really have any um appear to have any magical qualities and stuff we just think it's like old country uh superstitions and things because it doesn't really go into uh like you know it doesn't shoot out the beam of light that you usually see from like a although, magical amulet or whatever although to be fair in the attic it does spin around on its own uh, and point and point in the direction of the of evidence the chest. yeah okay so, yeah. but apart from that he actually just uses it to hack his way out of his mother here's, and... the, here's the biggest <laughs> mystery of the amulet why does he not use the pointy end he uses like the rounded end it's like a scythe isn't it like do a sickle like, no yeah way. do you reckon it's that sharp well i guess <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I, if it had been me, I'd use the pointy end. But okay. there you go, well, that's just me. You know, is that the one bad thing that you're taking away from this film, though? No, the one bad thing I'm Ooh. taking away from this film mm-hmm. is that they didn't kill the baby properly. Ah, uh, that's true. I was like, I, I punched wondered, it out I, the window, and then that was it. Well, right? no, it gets, no, 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 it gets no, no, stuck in the fire. In the fire. In the so fire. it gets stuck in the house is on fire. Um, that and the baby, you see the baby at the end, and it's just like, Wah! and then the house basically just collapses on the baby. And I was like. Please tell me that Peter Jackson didn't pop out mm. and just think, oh, I can't really kill a baby. It's a really gross baby. It's, it's not, and it's not a baby. even, And it's not even a human baby that turned into a zombie. It was it's, born it's a zombie. born a zombie. Yeah, from the like, zombie sense. Peter, come on, man. We yeah. could, I would love to have seen that baby in that blender. <laughs> but the, the creepy thing about the baby is that, like, you know, there's obviously some scenes where it's just like a puppet face when you see it from, like, the sort of chest up and you see the arms waving around and everything and the, and the creepy face. Any scenes where it's like the kid from the back was actually two children who played him, like you know, like young age <laughs> children, kids are so, so and they've just fun. got they've just got this like rubber head, so you can see the back of the rubber head and like the red and white stripy um, like onesie, and it's just this creepy kid running around, and I'm like, Ugh, like it, that bit really creeps me out, just like when you see it running because it obviously runs like a human child because it is played by a human child, and it creeped me out quite a lot. But Kirsty, yes, what was your favourite moment of this end? The end of the, of the whole movie. Let's just say the whole movie. Mm. 
There's so many individual moments to choose from. Oh, that's really hard. You should have asked me this before, so I should have prepared. Come on, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, I don't know. Um, we did well. One thing I we didn't the... talk about mm. is Uncle Les gets he gets pulled apart by Lionel's mother. Yeah. Um, and she basically grabs him by the balls, oh, yeah. grabs him by the head, yeah. and then pulls his spine out of his back but it's still attached yeah so he's like a weird half human scorpion zombie yeah so um, he's like walking around with like if you imagine a human with like coming out of their neck is their entire spinal column with their head on top yeah like out the top and it's kind of amazing then Paquita who like Les has been like leching over for the entire film which is really gross she basically like pulls the spinal column out so she's got like his head and the spinal column sort of wangles it around her head and then just whacks it onto a table and then that's the end of Les and it's kind of amazing but um, I don't know I don't know if there's like a specific part that was my favourite I'm trying to remember the bits that really made me laugh because um, it is it's just it's gross but it's hilarious it's you know, I think it's the bits that they wanted like to have in society, but they yeah. just didn't go as far, and they really should have because it's just made this film so great. Um, but... I think for me, just just that that heart monster praying at the end <laughs> before he gets sucked into the lawnmower, I think has got to be a highlight for me. I think that's just what um, sets it apart. So, like you said. It probably, I don't know if it's still, but it certainly held at some point like the record for the most amount of gore on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know what I mean? For some people, that might be to its detriment. You know what I mean? Like some people are not into that amount of gore. But I think what you really got to look at is the way in which it's used. Like, like we said, the creativity that has gone into every kill and every bit of blood and gore and mucus and bile that's spurted on screen always has kind of it's got a thought behind yeah, it. Yeah, there's it's not s- just there. Some meticulous plan. I, the shoot for this movie must have been absolutely insane. Like, I just imagine <laughs> being there, being one of those actors. Like you've got to be covered in this gunk all day yeah. long. Yeah. Um, I bet it was probably horrific to shoot. Gross. But there you I'm go. just trying to think. There was one bit like out of all of it because you know, like obviously there's some bits that you're going to be like, Ugh, but like you sort of do it and laugh at the same time, like we've said about before. But then you've got um, there was one bit with Les, and I was like, that's a bit like there's it's not really again like not really serving any purpose and i don't really enjoy it all that much was les got uh, a zombie like in a headlock and then proceeds to pull his teeth out with pliers and i was like oh like anything with dental or eyes like no so those bits like obviously it looks a little bit realistic but obviously a, a bit not but i remember watching it and just being like no i don't know no 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 kirsty yes did this film shit you up it didn't shit me up it grossed me out I think we had the uh, it should it, should it be shit you up or gross you out um, was it combo. No, well I think there was another one it was creep you out wasn't it does it shit you up or does it creep you out and now this one has got, does it gross you out it grosses me out yeah yeah it's it's so worth watching even if you're a bit squeamish you probably still enjoy it just from like it's pure like someone suggested um, like the the genre splatstick for this so it's this perfect combination of splatter movie splatter horror and slapstick comedy because it really is 
And it's just the perfect way to describe this film, I think. It certainly didn't shit me up at all, but my God, I had fun watching yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's so fun. Like I said... It was, it was, that's the exact same thing that you said for uh, Reanimator, because yeah. they're both just so entertaining, so fun, so creative, so gross, but like such in, in such a great way. So You know what I mean? Like, it, We only watched Reanimator like two weeks ago, yeah. but... Even then, thinking about the finale of that, I remember at the time I was like, oh man, it's going to be hard to top this finale. And then you just get brain dead and you're like, the finale is basically the last third of the movie. Uh, and it just keeps on trying to top itself yeah. the entire time. It's, I fucking loved every minute of this yeah. movie. It's so fun. Watch it, watch it, watch yeah, it. Definitely. Well, like I said, we've got the uncut version. So if you go to tinyurl.com slash watch brain dead, you can see my favorite trailer, which is just so funny you'll have to watch it to to really get it but then like the movie is is on there as well so just make sure that you watch it but the one, <laughs> bit that made me laugh is that um there's certain countries that are like you know their their censoring and stuff is like way more intense than we seem to be all right with it in the uk apart from like video nasties and I things say, we I, were think, bit, I think we were pretty bad for with it the back whole in the 70s and 80s yeah. but... but um i think we're all right for it now um and uh, but there is uh, the uncut version, which is the version that we watch, the version on the website, um, is completely banned even to this day in Germany for some reason. Um, and, but they have released a version in Germany which has almost all of the violence removed. So I kind of want to watch what it and just be like, be? <laughs> I'm just like, the story wouldn't make sense. I don't know what bits they would keep in. Um, but I kind of want to watch it because it'd probably be about 20 minutes long. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a lunch break going spare. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much everything. Like the only thing that I would say about it, where we were saying about, um, you see the some of the comparisons between this and Evil Dead. This has got more. I mean, Evil Dead is is horror comedy to me. Now here's um, the thing. I'm I'm I don't want to get too far into our Evil Dead talk, which is mm. going to be in about a year's time. <laughs> but this movie is so good and such a classic. And part of me was thinking, well, how can this be at number 91 mm. and Evil Dead be, you know, in the top 20, both of them. We're going to have some and then people I thought, shouting about this, I'm sure. But, but, I, but no, no. no. <laughs> because the reason I have thought is, the reason that they're so far apart mm. is because the Evil Dead has all the things that Brain Dead has, maybe in slightly lesser amounts, but it's also scary. Yeah. It, I mean, that's it the one many... thing that Brain Dead doesn't have. It's not scary. No. And Brain and whereas Evil Dead has is hilarious. Uh, it's disgusting. Disturbing. The effects are brilliant. Yeah. But it's also fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, the only bit, like the bit that I I sort of uh, noticed in there was like there's one point where Uncle Les says the only way that they're able they're going to be able to get rid of them is total body dismemberment which he then goes into by like basically he has like a meat cleaver in each hand and he just like dispatches a whole bunch of zombies and it zooms out and there's like a pile of limbs and heads just on this table and it's insane but that particular phrase i think total body dismemberment is on the tape that they find and that this isn't hugely spoilerific for evil dead for anyone who hasn't seen it but there's there's a cabin there's a tape in the cabin they play the tape and it's in it's on there i think is that, is that on the remake? I don't know. I'm going to say, when was the last mentioned... time you saw Evil Dead? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I can't, don't remember there being yeah. any kind of tape in there, but maybe... I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit of uh, research yeah. on that. But... Um, but yeah, I, I mean, think, I think that about have you got have you got facts? Uh, I've kind of run through all the facts. The only thing that I really wanted to say about it was like where we were talking about what we 
thought it kind of meant and the only like the the bits that i thought about was you've got vera lionel's mother who's like obsessed with um other people's opinions you know when she has people around the house everything has to be spick and span and perfect like uh like said like um hyacinth bouquet and like that's kind of fed into lionel as well like how he handles these things like everything's fine and i think it's like it's meant to be i think peter jackson actually said at, at one point that it's like um it's like a commentary on like uh new zealand society and as an extension like you know i'm sure there's pretty much everywhere around the world you'll see this and it's the whole you keep up appearances in front of everyone you put on a face when you leave the house and everything but what goes on behind closed doors you have no idea you know you up three four zombies in your basement that's yeah. What. yeah it could happen you never know well there you go so i think that about wraps us up for this week what are we looking at next week Ooh, next week is number 90 uh it came out in 1988 david cronenberg it is dead ringers see we've had a funny one then a serious one then a funny one and now a dead serious one. <laughs> um i've seen this kirstie says she's not seen it but i, I have a feeling i've seen a bit of it but we've not watched You've it together watched that we've not thing. we've not watched it together I there's know. no way that i'd put it on and then be like well time for us to turn this off um, or watched it just hung out and watched it by yourself like yeah yeah um, it's not it's not a good fun time this one but yeah i mean the it's it's cronenberg so i mean if anyone knows david cronenberg you'll know that this is uh, very highly likely to be a uh, good old body horror um and it features jeremy irons playing identical twin gynecologists and that's all we're gonna say about that lovely um facebook.com forward slash behind the sofa podcast Mm -hmm. uh, and behind the sofa podcast on instagram um lots of people have been saying lots of nice things giving us recommendations on facebook but please guys if you've not already go and give us a rate and review on itunes that's where it makes the biggest difference to us um the more people rate and review us the more people can see us so we want to get everyone uh and their and their mother into <laughs> listening to behind the sofa not my mother please don't listen to this mum um so uh from behind the sofa good night